0: Good evening and welcome back. Uh, So grateful to be back tonight, but you know what? I miss our pastor. Uh, I'm so grateful for him. I even tried to dress like him tonight. Hopefully y'all wouldn't wouldn't notice, but I'm so thankful for our pastor. Uh, Great preacher, man of God, uh, example of the word, just so incredibly grateful for him, incredibly grateful also for his team. Stephanie makes up these beautiful slides for us. Uh, every week, and she does an incredible job with that, you know, just one of those unseen jobs that gets done uh, on time every week, and she uh, takes no credit from that. She's like, Ken, I'm going to kill you, so she's thinking about that now. But I'm just so grateful tonight. Um, I love teaching probably more than anything else and just kind of sitting down, just kind of walking through the Word. And uh, one of the things I thought about tonight was just practicing hospitality. It's something that this church does very well, but I think as a body of believers, we need to be reminded of that every now and then. Because if we become complacent, we are used to, just as human beings, we just tend to flock to those that we are most familiar with and leave others on the outside. But this church has done an incredible job. As a matter of fact, when my wife and I first came here, um, we did not expect to come to Sherwood Baptist Church. Uh, Sherwood Baptist Church did not play the songs that I was used to. So <laughs> that's why <are> you're laughing. <laughs> it's just everything was different about this church. Everything was different. And when we walked in the doors, my wife and I walked in the doors. Uh, I was like, um, uh, I don't know. So God, you, you're going to have to tell me if this is the church that I need to be at. And so we prayed about it, and the Lord answered, and it just this was the church that we needed to be a part of. And as we start coming, I was like, man, this is like Mayberry. Everybody's smiling all the time. This is Something is wrong here. I had just never experienced church like this before, never. And so as we were preparing to get connected to a connect group, John Spencer uh, said, hey, I want you to get in this connect group and they're having a party on Saturday night. Just go by there, Todd Stone and Cindy are in the back. They were teachers of that connect group. And uh, he said, just go on by. I said, are you kidding me? I said, do they know we're coming? He said, no. I said, no, I can't just pop up at somebody's house in the middle of the country. I'm not doing it. So we acquiesce and we go, my wife and I, and we're like, "This this is a bad idea. This is a bad idea. This is a bad idea and we knocked on the door, and Mark Glow came, and man, he welcomed us in. And when he welcomed us in, we felt the love of Christ throughout that whole entire group. And all of a sudden, it changed everything I thought about this church, changed everything. You know why? Because people were willing to love me for who I was. They didn't care about where I came from. They didn't care about what I looked like. They just wanted to love me. And as we continued to come, I just saw that as a pattern, a continual pattern in this church. People kept loving on us in spite of, kept loving, kept loving, kept loving. And it's just been an incredible opportunity uh, here at Sherwood Baptist Church. And my wife and I both are so grateful. But not only with us, I've heard it throughout many, many other people. I'm mentoring a young man and he came and uh, not too long ago and he sat in the church and he says, man, my first time here, he said, I heard the music and I was like, man, these people are really energetic. So he get up and he starts singing. He says somebody was sitting next to him and he didn't know and she's like, thank you for coming. And she prayed for him. He was like, man, nobody ever prayed for me. And so just the hospitality that's being shown here uh, is biblical. And so we're going to pray this evening, and we're going to jump right into the message. I have two passages of scripture we're going to go to, and a number of other scriptures that we'll touch on, uh, just basically touching on hospitality and practicing hospitality in God's house. Amen? Let us pray. Father, thank you so much for tonight. Uh, God, we're so grateful for you, grateful for what you're doing in and through this church, Father. And so, Father, I pray, God, that tonight, God, it'll be you speaking and not Ken, God, would you do an incredible work in the hearts of your people? It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you look in the Oxford Dictionary, the word hospitality means the friendly and generous reception and entertainment of guests, uh, visitors, or strangers. Uh, and at the heart of the gospel is hospitality. Because, see, when we exhibit hospitality as a body of believers, what you're actually doing is you're welcoming people into a biblical community. And if anybody is good at, is, is good at hospitality, it should be the church. It shouldn't be no big eyes or little U's or reserve seat here in my and my stuff. And as I'm talking about reserve seat, I'm looking at my own reserve seat sign down here in the front. <laughs> but no big eyes, no little U's. But we're all, as people come into this, we see this as a place where God is healing people on a weekly basis, almost daily basis. And as sick people are coming in, we're not shooing them away, but we're welcoming them into a biblical community and seeing them healed through the power of the Holy Spirit. And it's not just, you know, when you look at hospitality, it's not just based on one group of people. And sometimes this is, this is the bad thing about us, okay? I'm, I'm just going to say it, all right? I'm, I'm just big brother. And I'm just going to say it. Sometimes we are hospitable more to the people that we know than to the people that we don't know. And we need to ensure, as Christians, we are hospitable to every person that we meet that is coming through these doors and seeking the know of the Lord Jesus Christ, amen? amen. Luke chapter six, verse thirty two through thirty six says this. You can go there if you have your Bible. Luke thirty Luke six, thirty two through thirty six. Listen to what this reads. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. If you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. If you lend to those from whom you expect to receive, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners in order to receive back the same amount. But love your enemies and do good and lend expecting nothing in return and your reward will be great. And you'll be sons of the Most High, for he himself is kind to the ungrateful and evil men. Do y'all see that? He is kind to the ungrateful and evil men. And he says this, be merciful just as your Father is merciful. This is a call to the church, to be hospitable and merciful to people who come. It doesn't matter if you like them or don't like them. We are called to love and be hospitable to people. Amen? So tonight, there are two biblical stories that I would love to to share with you. Uh, They're both talking about hospitality, but they have two different outcomes. The first can be found in 1 Samuel chapter 25. So if you can turn to that particular verse in the Bible, 1 Samuel chapter 25, verses 9 through 13. And just to give you a little bit of context... This version or this particular place in the Bible is where uh, David is running from Saul. And as David is running from Saul, he has 600 other men with him. And as he's running and continuing to run from Saul, he finds this guy named Nabal. Well, he has sheep. I mean, this is a rich man. He has sheep just everywhere, you know, and 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 so David sees his his uh, shearers shearing sheep. All right, don't say that fast three times. <laughs> they're shearing sheep, and as they're shearing sheep, David watches over them, and in a moment of his hunger and, and thirst, and so David sends some of his men to Nabal. But the response that David received was not the response that he was looking for. And so if you look at 1 Samuel chapter 25, verses 9 through 13, this is what it says. When David's young men came, they spoke to Nabal according to all these words in David's name, and then they waited. But Nabal answered David's servants and said, "Who is this David, and who is this son of Jesse? <laughs> there are many servants today who are each breaking away from his master. Shall I then take my bread and my water and my meat that I slaughtered from my shears and give it to men whom origins I do not know?" So as David's men, as they heard this, they retracted their ways and went back, retraced their ways and went back. And when they came and told him, according to all these words, David said to his men, each of you gird on his sword. So each man girded on his sword, and David also girded on his sword. And about 400 men went up behind David, while 200 stayed with the baggage." This is an opportunity for David. He's reaching out to Nabal and he's saying, hey, would you show hospitality to me and my men? And when he did not, Nabal, matter of fact, his name means like ruthless man or like, uh, I mean, just terrible man. You know, After he says, no, I'm not gonna do this, David says, you know what? I'm just gonna take everything you got. (laughs) I've asked you just for a little bit and I'm just gonna take it all. And so here you see, Uh, a, a portion of hospitality or an example of hospitality denied. And as Christians, when we deny hospitality, there are three things that basically happen. Number one, it's feeding a selfish mentality. This is what you see for Nabal. He's not thinking of himself. He's not thinking of David. He's not thinking of helping anybody else. He's thinking of himself. And the same thing applies for us as believers. When we fail to offer hospitality or we fail to follow up in hospitality, it's feeding this selfish mentality. This all belongs to me. I'm not gonna give this to anyone. You know, I'm not gonna give you what I've already worked for. This all belongs to me. Number two is not only feeding a selfish mentality, but it's also disobeying the Lord's commands. When we're not practicing hospitality, you are disobeying the Lord's command. There are multiple places in the Bible where it talks about hospitality and extending hospitality from the Old Testament to the New Testament, continuing to talk about hospitality, how the Lord's people should be people of hospitality. And number three, it says failing to display the heart of God. Uh, When you fall short of practicing hospitality, it fails to display the heart of God. People in this world are looking for something different. They're looking looking for something good in the world. But the good they're looking for is Jesus or Christ in us. And so when we practice hospitality, that is what that does. It shows a broken world, a wonderful picture of the Savior. And so always be ready, always be willing to practice hospitality. And then the other story is in Genesis 18, verses 1 through 5. If you could turn in your Bibles there. Genesis chapter 18, verses 1 through 5. And then this particular part of the story, while you're going to that particular chapter of the Bible, it talks about Abraham. And Abraham is, all, is, is really kind of expecting guests. As a matter of fact, if you look through the Old Testament... When people received guests, they knew or they said this is someone that God has specifically sent, and that's the way they looked at their visitors and provided hospitality to them. Can you think of how different the church will be if we saw everybody that came through those doors as someone that God has sent here specifically? And we are to practice hospitality to people that are coming. And so this is what it reads, Now the Lord appeared to him by the oaks of Mamre, and while he was sitting at the tent door in the heat of the day, when he lifted up his eyes and looked, behold, three men were standing opposite of him. And when he saw them, he ran from the tent door to meet them and bowed himself to the earth and said, My Lord, if I have now found favor in your sight, please do not pass by your servant." Please let a little water be brought and wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree. And I will bring a piece of bread that you may refresh yourselves. And after that, you may go on since you have visited your servant. And they said, so do as you have said. And so as I read this passage of scripture, I'm not looking for people to practically do this. So next Sunday when people come in, I don't want you running and falling at their feet and saying, Master, man, I wash your feet. All right. He wasn't looking for that. What what it is exhibiting is just a spirit of hospitality. And this just doesn't come from the act, but this is an act of the heart. In order to be able to practice biblical hospitality, your heart first has to be right. And when your heart is right, I'm able to now, without even thinking about it, love on people that are coming inside of our building. And so practically, this is not in your notes, but you probably want to write this down. Practically, when I'm talking about acts of hospitality, some people can start just thinking about inviting people to your home, but it's more than that. When I'm practicing hospitality, it is welcoming people into a community. Welcoming them into a community. When people walk through those doors, you're saying, man, welcome to our home. Welcome to Sherwood Baptist Church. We are so grateful that you're here. We're so thankful that the Lord sent you here. You know, and and it starts not only when it gets in this room, but at the front door. As they're walking through the parking lot, thank you so much for visiting us. And when people see that, they just feel a warm sense of the Holy Spirit coming in this place. And so, not only is it welcoming into a community, but it is also welcoming into one's home and for lodging and protection. And some of you may be familiar with that term of hospitality. You're welcoming someone into your home, or it's food or water. You see somebody that is you know, needs refreshing, and you're providing them some food or water, or it's patiently walking with others during a difficult time, or it could be uh, caring for the physical needs of others, whether it be clothing or helping someone, it's, you know, all those things are encompassed in hospitality. Caring for someone's financial needs, prayer cards, notes of encouragement, all those things fall underneath hospitality. And so as we practice hospitality, there are about nine principles that we're going to go over tonight uh, in about 23 minutes and 32 seconds. And so uh, I'm going to give you some Bible verses. I'll give you the word, and so you'll be able to write the word in the blank, but then also there'll be some Bible verses, and so you can write those Bible verses to the side. So here we go. Uh, These four first points are basically heart issues, okay? Heart issues. We can never practice true hospitality, like I said, until our heart has been cleansed through with the blood of Christ. And so as we practice hospitality, we display our love for the Lord. We display our love for the Lord. Second John 1.6 says this, and this is the love that we walk according to his commandments, and this is the commandment, just as, high, just as you have heard from the beginning that you should walk in it. And so when we're talking about Uh, loving people or or practicing hospitality, what we're doing is we're obeying the Lord, you know, as he said in multiple places in the scriptures. And so we're not shrinking away from what he's told us. We are actually doing what he's told us. We're hearing about hospitality. We're reading about hospitality. And when we do that and we obey the commands of God, we're saying, Lord, we love you. We want to do exactly what you say, do in the Bible. And so, Lord, I'm going to practice hospitality, even if I'm not Uh, um, a people's person like Ken is. I'm still going to practice hospitality. This displays our our love for the Lord. The second one is, it displays our love for others. It displays our love for others. Mark chapter 12, verse 29 through 31. Mark chapter 12, verse 29 through 31. Jesus says this, the foremost is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. And the second is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. And there is no other commandment greater than these. And so when we're practicing hospitality, it displays our love for other people. Man. So listen. As we are talking about hospitality, and like I said, our church does it very well, but, man, I am displaying the love of God, how I love God, and how I love people. When you start loving people, you will start seeing this church change dramatically through hospitality. And I'm not just talking about hospitality. You know, you talk about hospitality, and you say, well, that's the kitchen's department. You know, they just put the food out there. That's hospitality. No, it's all of us. From the time a person enters in until the time they leave, we are welcoming people into our home and we're loving them. As a matter of fact, Jesus talks about his disciples. He says, you shall know them by their love. And if we are disciples of Jesus Christ, we need to be loving the people that come through these doors. The next one. When we practice hospitality, it points to the Father. It points others to the Father. Matthew chapter 5, verse 16. Matthew chapter 5, verse 16. And here's what it says. It says, let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. As people see you practicing hospitality, they're going to ask the question, man, why do you do that? Why is this so important? you can just point to the Father because God has allowed me to do that. He he has sent me or he has placed me here to be a a light on a hill, to love on other people, and you can point to the Father so that people will point themselves to him. And so practicing hospitality is not just giving someone food. It is pointing people also to the Father. The next one, when I'm practicing hospitality, it removes a selfish attitude. It removes a selfish attitude. It's not all about you. It's about others. It's about others. Romans chapter 12, Romans 12, verses 9 through 13, it says this, let love be without hypocrisy, abhor what is evil, cling to what is good, be devoted to one another in brotherly love, give preference to one another in honor, lot lagging behind in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in her hope, persevering in tribulation, devoted to prayer, content, contributing to the needs of the saints, practicing hospitality. This is what we're supposed to be doing. And so when I'm doing all those things, it takes me out of the pictures and put others up front, Practicing hospitality. All right. So the next one. It removes boundaries. It removes boundaries. Now, I think I'm going to camp out here for just a little bit. Because all in a lot of different places, Albany is known for its racial divide. And for the life of me, I'm trying to figure out if there are so many churches And so many Christians, why is there so much of a divide? These things should not be so. If we are Christians and we are here together, we are all striving for one specific goal, which is to make it home to the Father, we should be joining together in the mission of the gospel. And so when I'm starting to provide or I'm starting to to practice hospitality, I'm looking for people who don't look like me. I am inviting people to my home who don't look like me. I'm inviting people to put their feet up underneath my table and I get to know you and you get to know me. When I'm practicing hospitality, it brings down the barriers of all kind of isms that do not belong to the body of Christ. So when I'm, when I'm thinking about hospitality, I'm being very intentional. You know, my wife can tell you, you know, when she says, hey, we're gonna have friends over," I say, who's coming? She said, what is it? I was, hey, we didn't got some of them. Hey, bring these people over here. And I, I'm, I'm intentionally making sure that I am exhibiting hospitality to everyone in the body. Everyone in the body. When we get to heaven, there's going to be such a multitude of people. And there are going to be people that, you know, we never even thought about introducing ourselves to. And it'll be a shame because I'm thinking, man, we can do so much more together than we can apart. And I'm really trying to, trying to wean my own self off of saying black church or white church or this church, we're all the church. We are all the church. So when I'm practicing hospitality, I am removing these boundaries from our lives. I'm removing them from my vocabulary because we're all one in Christ. In Leviticus chapter 19, Leviticus chapter 19, verse 33 through 34, it says this. It says, when a stranger resides with you in your land, you shall do him no wrong. The stranger who resides with you shall be to you as the native among you, and you shall love him as yourself. Do you see that? These are people that don't look like you. They're not where you're from. He says, but in Leviticus, you need to treat them just like they're your brother. Love them just like yourself. For you were aliens in the land of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. He says, listen, he says, there was a time when you were aliens, when you were far off, when nobody liked you, when everybody treated you with contempt. And he says, now that I've put you in a place of security, he says, don't act like people treated you. Love on people, treat them with hospitality, amen? So look for opportunities, look for opportunities because I guarantee you, I'm gonna pray tonight that God will send people your way that you have never seen before don't make you super uncomfortable. But guess what's going to happen? When you get to know them, you're going to say, wow, they're just like I am. Yeah, there may be some differences here or there, but don't major in the minors. Get to know people and love people for just for who they are. The next one. When I'm practicing hospitality, it welcomes those who are downcast. And when I'm talking about downcast, these are people who are discouraged. In First Peter chapter 4, verses 9 through 11, it says this, Be hospitable to one another without complaint. As each one has received a special gift, employ it in serving one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Whoever speaks is to do so as one who's speaking the utterances of God and whoever serves is to do so as one who is serving by the strength which God supplies so that in all things, look at this, that God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, who belongs the glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. And so now when I am practicing hospitality, specifically to those who are downcast, I'm helping and I'm encouraging them to stay on the right path, just like what we talked about this morning. I'm encouraging other believers to stay on the path. And so find opportunities for people who are downcast, You know, there are people that will come and they'll just throw all their baggage on you, okay? (laughs) They'll take every piece of baggage that they got and they'll just dump it right on you. And you know what? You don't have a responsibility to try to take care of everybody's baggage. You don't have that responsibility. Matter of fact, you're not Jesus. You can't do that. But what you can do as a believer in Christ, you can offer hospitality and continue to pray for them and point them to the cross. Point them to the one who can help them, who can sustain them, who can heal them. You point them to the cross, and that's where they'll find their healing. The next one. When I'm practicing hospitality, it comforts those in need. It comforts those in need. These are people with physical needs, um, whether it be pain, physical resources, or different things like that. And so I know sometimes when you talk about these, people want to know specifics. Who do I help? When do I help them? How do I help them? And I'm going to tell you, you just need to pray and ask the Lord how you need to do that. Because every situation is different. So in the morning, in your prayer time, as you're preparing to go and you're preparing to armor up with the armor of God, you're praying, Lord, if you send someone my way, Lord, can you help me to learn how to love people well? If it's it's an opportunity to give, let me give. If If it's an opportunity to pray, let me pray. God, if it's an opportunity to reach back out later, let me do that. But God, would you give me the wisdom to be able to do this or practice hospitality well to comfort other people? And I honestly believe, I truly believe that the Lord will give you the wisdom that you need. I honestly believe that. But you've got to pray and you've got to ask him. As a matter of fact, the Bible says that if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God. And just like a good father, he won't hold back. He'll give to you generously exactly what you need for the moment. The next one. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me give you a verse for that. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 16. Hebrews 13, verse 16. It says this, and do not neglect doing good and sharing, for with such sacrifices, God is pleased. He is pleased when we give to other people and show hospitality. The next one, honoring others. When we're practicing hospitality, we honor others. And when I talk about honoring others, I'm not trying to put them in a place where they don't belong, which is above Christ. Okay, that's not the purpose of this. There are certain people that, you know, the Lord is placed in certain positions, and the Bible specifically talks about that. And so we give them honor. You know, that word honor, I'm just, I am respecting the position that they're in. And so you see that in a a verse of scripture, 2 Kings chapter 4, 2 Kings chapter 4, verses 8 through 10. And this is when Elisha was actually traveling from town to town. And when Elisha was traveling from town to town, God uh, allowed certain people to practice hospitality for him or to help meet his needs as he was going from location to location. Listen to what it says. From there came a, for, uh, now there came a day when Elisha passed over from Shunem, where there was a prominent woman, and she persuaded him to eat food. And so it was, as often as he passed by, he turned in there to eat food. She must have had some good cooking, y'all. She must have been a Southerner. Elijah's like, man, she's cooking fried chicken today. Let's turn on in here today. (laughs) Oh, man, she got a piece of pie going today. Let's turn on in here today. And it says, and she said to her husband, behold, now I perceive that this is a holy man of God passing by us continually. Please let us make a little walled upper chamber and let us set a bed for him there and a table, and a chair, and a lampstand, and it, will, and it shall be when he comes to us that he can turn in there. You see this? She is practicing hospitality for this man who's going out continuing to share ministry. That's one of the things that I love about our church also. When you give generously, and when you give faithfully, it allows us to be able to do that. We just released, not too long ago, a missionary family that was here. I think they were here for almost a year, And so they're on the mission field in Africa and come home, and now they don't have to worry about rent or anything like that. The church takes care of them, practicing hospitality, which is an incredible blessing. And so I thank God that I'm a part of a church like that, but not only am I a part of a church like that, but I know individuals that are here, you are continually practicing hospitality. People that are coming in, you're just loving on them. You're cooking them dinners and cooking them cakes and different things like that, providing baskets for them. You know, And you're just providing this hospitality. And what it does is it put fuel in, in people's tanks so they can keep going. Continuing to do ministry because you're thinking about others and not thinking about yourself. Practicing hospitality. The next one, I have two more, the next one. When you're practicing hospitality, it refreshes others. It refreshes others. And in saying that I'm just gonna take a drink of my water because that's how I feel, I just need to be refreshed. And that's what happens basically when you practice hospitality. It's like somebody taking a cold drink of water on a very, very hot day, and just drinking that water. And when you're practicing hospitality the way the Bible talks about it, it's just like drinking that cold water. It just refreshes your soul that someone's even thinking about or even, you know, wanting to participate and practice hospitality towards you. And so we thank God for each of you who, who do that. And so you'll see this also in Genesis 18. This was the main scripture, one of the main scriptures that we mentioned when Abraham refreshed his guests. If you look back at that scripture, you'll see how he refreshed his guests. He made sure they were taken care of. He made sure they had something to eat. He was, he was taking care of them. And I'm looking at basically when you're talking about refreshing others, these are people who are weary on their journey. And we thank God for you. And the last one. When you are practicing hospitality, it provides opportunities to be strengthened. It provides opportunities to be strengthened. Well, you may be saying, "Kim, well that sounds a little like refreshes others, and, and it kind of is, but sometimes there are people that don't have a specific need, and, and, and they may be well on their way, but sometimes you just need to drop in and give them a word of encouragement to keep them on the road. Like this week, I know our hospitality team here at the church, they're working super, super hard. To, they got some big deliverables coming up. And man, the other day I walked by the kitchen, they had some bacon cooking. I was like, oh Lord, this is from the Lord. <laughs> and I walked in there, and immediately they said, Ken, do you want some bacon? <laughs> bacon? I said, no, I don't want bacon. I said, can I just pray for you? Can I encourage you on your journey? Can I provide to you the hospitality that you provide to others through this food that you're serving? And when I prayed for them, you can see that just put a little bit more wind in their sails. And they could keep going. As believers, always look for opportunities to be an encouragement and to provide hospitality to others. When we do that as a church, and we do that collectively, you'll see people come to Christ and they'll say, "You know what? I love the Lord. I love the Lord because He is shining through Him, through her, through Him, through her. I see Christ being lived out through the people that are coming to Sherwood Baptist Church. And that's why I gave my Lord to Jesus Christ, my life to Jesus Christ. One last story, and we'll close. A few weeks ago i 've been given some tremendous opportunities to travel to different places, and so one of my, one of my last speaking opportunities I, I went to um, in Georgia. where do they have the master's at see i'm just i'm just that green I just <laughs> I just I just go so I was in augusta and before the event started, I get this email from a mother, and she says uh She says, hey, I want to come to the event. I want to bring my sons to the event, but the event is canceled. She says, can you just pray for us, you know, and stuff like that? And I was like, yeah. I said, I'll pray for you. She said, can you get me into the event? I was like, no, I just can't get you into the event. It's not my event to get into. I said, well, let me call the church. And so I called the church, and it was like, no, you know, the event's closed. And I said, all right. I said, I'll tell you what. I said, why don't we do this? practicing hospitality, always looking for an opportunity. I said, well, I called the church back. I said, well, would it be a problem if they just meet me out in the parking lot? And I just prayed for them there. It was like, oh, yeah, that's a great idea. We'll bring our youth pastor. They got kids. We'll bring our family pastor. They got a family. I was like, fantastic. Let's do that. And so they bring their family, and I come into the church, and I'm getting ready to preach, and they say, Pastor Ken, they said, you know, we had room, so we just brought them in. I was like, hey, man. So I was like, this is great. And so after I finished speaking, I come up to them, and I sit down with them, myself and my son KJ, and we sit down with them, and the mother was just so brokenhearted. Husband just left her. Kids are acting up. I mean, just house in disarray. She's like, man, I don't know what to do. I said, I'll tell you what. Let me, number one, let me pray for you. And then after I prayed with them, I shared the gospel with them. Practicing hospitality. You guys want some water? You comfortable? You're not second-rate citizens because you couldn't get in. Here's some water. Here's some peanuts. Here, take these peanuts from the green room. Take these. Get all this We're not gonna eat it anyway. And you know what? This past week I got a letter. She said her son gave his life to Jesus Christ. Amen. What would have happened if I wouldn't have taken the time, taken the time to practice hospitality? And I want to tell you all the same. Always look for opportunities to practice hospitality because you never know how the Lord desires to use you for his glory. There are some things that you may never see in this lifetime, but I want to encourage you, always, always pray and ask God for opportunities. Pray that God will send people your way so that you can practice hospitality. And this doesn't just happen with the adults, with college, with children, young people coming into the group. Practice hospitality. And I guarantee you, as we do that as a church, God will be glorified, and we'll continue to see God do incredible works in and through our city. Amen? Amen. Let me pray for us. Father, thank you so much for tonight. God, thank you for your word. And God, I pray as your people, God, just like it talks about in the scripture in multiple places, that we should be practicing hospitality, doing good to others, showing others the Father through the actions that we do on a daily basis. God, will you help us to do that? Let us not just walk through life with blinders on, but Lord, let us be an encouragement and a help to others. God, we thank you so much, and we bless your name. It is in Jesus' name we pray, amen. You're dismissed, and we'll see you guys back next Sunday. God bless you.